Does the thought of having to file taxes every year stress you out? Wouldn't it be amazing if that weren't the case? Our guest today has a solution that makes filing taxes more simple for you. Grab a pencil and paper and get ready to take notes. You are listening to Her Dinero Matters, the podcast helping Latinas have increased confidence and control over their finances. My name is Jen Hempel, and as an accredited financial counselor, my mission is to help you be more confident and simplify your finances so you can save more, get out of debt quicker, and build your wealth. Today, artificial intelligence assists us in various scenarios, such as financial fraud detection, online customer support, content creation, voice assistance, just to name a few. Can you imagine this technology being used to file your taxes? Our guest today has already thought about it and has a service, which I have a good feeling you will love. This is your host, Jen Hempel, and I so appreciate you being here today. Technology, of course, has its good things and it's also its challenges. We can't deny how helpful it is. And filing taxes the old school way isn't fun. Even me, even though I have knowledge on taxes and filing taxes, I definitely prefer to use technology than the old school way of pencil and paper. Yes, I refuse to do them that way too much work. Today, Simon offers Latinos a different and secure option to file their taxes available in Spanglish. Give yourself a chance to learn new things and you'll be amazed at how simple it can be. Dr. Simon Karmakar is the CEO of RefundWiz.com. It is the first AI ML smartphone e-filing tax return app. He is a published author, public speaker, Jell Stalt, therapist, founder, CEO of Help Me Now, a pioneer in teleclinical healthcare, and as the founder of Anamika Recovery Center, he brought addiction treatment to the Indian American community and has had a nomination as Sony Entertainment South Asian Person of the Year. Don't forget, I have a community specially designed for you. I will explain more later, so don't miss it. But for now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome, Simon. I'm so thrilled to have you here as I have heard such great things about you through a mutual acquaintance. So welcome. I'm so excited to get to know you more. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. You know, I was driving up from Greenville and I, all I could think about is the podcast and what am I going to say? What is he going to ask me? So I'm super stoked as well. Thank you for having me. That's so kind of you. Of course, of course. And one of the things that I know stood out to Lacey, who introduced, who introduced us and Lacey, she has a podcast for those of you listening. It's all about military money. So I will link that up in the show notes. But one of the things that stood out to her is is your story and here we are about stories and our money story and so if you could take us back in time Simon to just a, any time in your life it could be when you were little to an adult anything that really has had an impact on you to today in terms of how you view money how you perceive money yeah, absolutely. What a great question. Um, going down memory lane. So one of the bravest people I know is my father, and he moved himself and his young family to America in the 1970s. And one thing terrified him, and that was taxes. 
And it wasn't paying taxes, right? It was about filing taxes. And what he was scared about was if he makes one mistake, he's going to get a letter of deportation. Then some years go by and now my dad is telling me the story that he was carrying me on his shoulders and he peers into an H&R Block office and he says that money or that office isn't for us. And you know, um, when he shared that story with me, so this is now two years ago, I'm now with H&R Block of all places, uh, who's I'm employed with. And every day we were getting Hispanic customers walking in and calling up and we didn't have a trained certified Spanish speaking tax repairs in our offices. And the fear in their eyes was reminiscent to the look in my dad's eyes. And that's when it really hit me about the fear, the low self-esteem, you know, all of that comes and that translates into how our relationship is with money, right? So there is this theory called the, the theory of you. So it's like the letter U. And so initially people are going down that letter of U and then they hit their bottom and then they start climbing up that stem of that U. And so the first part is I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. You hit your bottom and then you start thinking, you know what? I deserve a better quality of life. There must be a better way of doing this thing. And so handling money is very much like handling food or alcohol or cigarettes, for example. And so that having that low self-esteem or perhaps lack of worthiness impacted me and affected me also. Thank you for sharing that. And just for for our listeners, too, because you said your dad immigrated from where from where did he immigrate? I just want to tie because you mentioned as well that he said he looked at the H&R block and this is not for us. He felt like that place was not made for you. So if you could just just for some background, if you could tell yeah. us. Yeah, absolutely. So unlike today, where the migration of people from India or the Indian subcontinent is very, very prevalent, in the 70s, that was not the case at all. And in fact, we were probably the only non-white family in the suburbs of Chicago where I was growing up. And there was no community even support system. Like there was no one else he could reach out to to say, hey, where are you guys going to get your taxes done? Or how are you handling it? And so it was definitely a very scary time when you don't know the language, you don't know the culture. Then when you do get to know the culture, that culture is almost polarly different than the culture that um, you were raised in and you're trying to raise your family in. And then how do you kind of assimilate the two? Right. And so your dad experienced and felt what some of our Latino community has felt in, in places of like, you know, whether it be taxes or whether it be another service that they feel like it's not for them or they can't be served or they can't be understood or there's some other sort of fear around that. Now, I want to get back to that because that story really connects with what you're doing today. But before we connect with what you're doing, you're doing today, one of the things that has really struck me that I really respect and, and admire about you in your story is something that we haven't touched at yet and something that you speak publicly about. So if you could tell us at one point you found yourself homeless, right? Right. Right. So if you could right. tell us that trajectory and the reason why I'm asking this, there's a there's a really a purpose is because you have been able to turn your life around. And sometimes in life, we hit rock bottom, right? We in whatever shape, form that may look like. And sometimes it's hard for us to pick ourselves back up or it just may take some time.
time. So just for uh, some inspiration, but because I find your story really inspiring is if you could just share that with us, because there could be someone at this very moment that has hit rock bottom, that is in a really at a critical moment in their life that just needs some motivation. So talk to us about that time in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that question. I think of all of the accomplishments that I would say I life or the universe has given me, that one is the one that is nearest and dearest to my heart, which was, you know, after separating from the military, uh, the drinking took me down this incredible dark journey where, you know, my family didn't know what to do with me. I didn't fit that template of the typical Indian person that, you know, you come to America, you get your education, you get your job, you get married, you procreate and save money for your kid's education. I didn't fit that mold. I joined the army and then the drinking was there and they didn't know what to do. So I hit that bottom where I was staying in, you know, park in Anaheim, California. And, you know, it just... For me, it had to hit all what I've and and everyone, like you said, everyone's bottom is going to be different, right? So it doesn't you the individual has to say, okay, now is the moment that I'm going to change. And so for me, it had to be like a financial, physical, spiritual bottom. And so when all three kind of came together, I kind of surrendered to the fact that there's got to be a better way to do this thing called life. And so um, I went into a substance abuse treatment program. And then after putting together uh, sequentially hours, which then translated to days, which then translated to weeks, which then translated to months, I realized that my calling was that I I can help others like me. And then so my very first venture was a drug and alcohol rehab center. And so, um, and we offered full levels of care and we would take this into the community, especially for veterans who were like me. And it wasn't just a place to kind of come in when it was cold outside. We really wanted people who were ready and they wanted that change. Through that, I mean, I was able to obtain my master's degree, pursue my doctorate. I'm a Gestalt certified therapist. And so to the listeners, I would say, look, if you're not completely ready to give up whatever that crutch is, it becomes a crutch right now because we don't have any coping skills on how to do life. So let's try harm reduction first, right? So, you know, don't drink on days ending in Y would be one or which is every day. But if that's too hard, then just don't drink on like Monday through Friday and then just try doing like tweak it out to what you're comfortable with and then just keep adding on to that. It's almost like when you start exercising, right? You just do it once for 30 minutes or start at 15 minutes and then gradually build on that. And so take a look at what's going on in your life. Is there an opportunity for you? And you deserve it, right? So I deserve a better quality of life. There were times when I was in that dark place that I felt completely worthless, useless, that I wasn't a contributing member to society. But then I'm able to take all of those negative experiences and now they become my asset as I share the experience, strength, and hope when I work with others. And so do you think, uh, this is helpful, two things struck at me when you mentioned just kind of building on, it makes me think of the book Atomic Habits. 
where he talks about basically building little things and little habits, or he calls them habits, but in this sure. case, it's kind of a change of of your actions, or I guess it, it is a habit, right? It is, yeah. It is a habit, and just adding on to that. So I really, really like that because I think it can apply to so many things. It, it can apply, obviously, to your situation that you had. You were wanting to drink less, and it can apply to like maybe if you're an impulse spender it's so many different things that I can apply to and the other thing I wanted you to expand upon a little more is you mentioned that you realized that you could help other people was that the changing uh, moment for you or was there something that you experienced during that time that you decided enough is enough I need to change or I need to make a change what was that for you because I presume something happened before when you realized I could really be helping what was that for you what I realized was that there was loneliness and so even those that are if if you ever drive by and you see a park you know you'll find that humans are very social creatures and we need that touch so even today when somebody says hey do you have a spare dollar i'll say you know what's going on like oh i'm hungry so what i'll do is i'll say well you know what i'm hungry too let's have lunch together and instead of just giving them money to buy lunch i'll, I'll buy you the lunch but i, I want to know what's going on with you where are you right now and just talk to me that's this non-judgmental i'm not trying to encourage them to take any action i just want them to know that you have a voice and so when I was alone in my disease of alcoholism and addiction, I didn't have someone that I could share that with, that commiserate with. What I really discovered is that, hey, look, we all have a purpose and I just found mine. And mine was in that first venture was to help people overcome the decision making has been hijacked. So like when I talk to somebody, I'll say, is there a part of you that wants to do better? And in every single person, there's an, the answer to that is yes. Let's pretend you have a remote control in your hand and let's increase the volume of that side of you that wants to get better or have a better chance at life. And then lower the volume that tells you, no, I just want to go and drink. That duality is where I first start with. Just say you have that in you, that you don't need anyone else to tell you or admonish you. Just give that side of you more power empower yourself and that's so true with money also and how we manage our money is to work through that feeling that feeling that i if i buy this scarf if i buy this shirt these shoes that are beyond my means then once i get them that satisfaction goes away so happiness is an inside job right absolutely before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. And so you mentioned something too, of course, working from the inside out is what I'm hearing. Right. You also mentioned purpose. And would you say that finding your purpose is kind of like the baseline of being able to work through when you're rock bottom at whatever shape that looks like for you? Would you say it's finding the purpose? Would you uh, or would you say it's a combination of finding your purpose and something else? What what would that be to where you really can move forward and succeed? Yeah, I think um, the purpose often comes 
at different stages at one's life as you start to be present in your life. And so when I was ready to make that decision for somebody, especially coming from a military background, what I'm about to say is going to be like mind blowing is the concept is surrender to win. And the one thing that we were taught in the army, right, is that you don't never surrender, never give up. And so just like that concept was different, that I had to surrender to the fact that I don't know how to do life. I don't know how to manage money. Because when I did have money, I would spend it on alcohol and cigarettes. Even if I knew that I had rent that was due, I would say no drinking and smoking takes precedence over a roof over my head. But again, this wasn't the healthy side of me making that decision. I was already in that inebriated state when I was making these financial moves. And so even if somebody isn't addicted to alcohol, but money becomes their, what I call their higher power. And now the money is making the decision of how it needs to be spent and what is it going to take for you to achieve a temporary state of happiness. When I made that change, I was no longer seeking happiness, which is fleeting, but contentment, which is sustainable. Right. Right. Well, thank you for that. This is very, very, very interesting. And again, I applaud you for what you've been able to accomplish to be able to just work through that because that is not an easy addiction is not an easy thing to work through. Right. So you've been Correct. able to to move forward and you've been able to do some great things and in serving people. And speaking of serving people at the beginning, you mentioned the story of your, your father and seeing an H&R block. You also worked in H and and in an H&R block. And you mentioned how your father didn't feel like he could be served there, that it wasn't for people like him. And you connected that also to the Latino community. And right now you are doing something to serve the Latino community in Texas. So tell us about what I presume maybe it was your whether your father or what inspired you to do this work in, in helping the Latino community with their taxes. Yes, thank you so much. This this really affected me in so many profound ways. It wasn't just about turning away families or, you know, the Latino Hispanic customer that was coming in or calling on the phone. These were like people who want to do right, like they want to handle their taxes. And in some cases, they didn't have the money. And so they would come in and say, listen, I'll give you $20 this pay period, $20 my next pay period. And then um, you hold on to it. I'm like, well, we can't hold on to your cash. But why don't you create an envelope and then you have the money and come back in and then we'll go ahead and file your taxes. But then, you know, what I discovered during all of this research is that there are fewer than 10,000 trained and certified Spanish-speaking tax preparers in this country. Now, that data point against the Hispanic population, which is 63 million, largest and fastest growing demographic group. And I'm going, my gosh, you know, we have to democratize this knowledge and we have to do it in an affordable way. Even if you're blonde hair, blue eyed, red, white, and blue American, IRS lingo is hard to understand for everybody. And, you know, Google Translator, they don't work well on very unique industry specific terminology, especially in the finance space. You know, eventually I left H&R Block to kind of start doing my research in this area. How are they doing their taxes now? And year over year, by the way, in this demographic group, almost 80% are getting refunds, right? Even probably a higher number than that. And of that, they're getting monster size refunds. And so I was trying to, as a tax preparer, not just the fact that I was a manager with H&R Block, but as a tax preparer, 
there. It was hard for me to get them to understand that that's not a good thing. Getting a big refund, that means you're using Uncle Sam as a savings account. That money actually can go in your pocket every pay period. So go to your HR, take a look at your W-4 form and see how many deductions you're claiming or how many dependents you're claiming and tweak that. And then as you get a pay raise, you know, tax strategy, tax planning is an ongoing thing. It's not just a one and done thing. And so I realized that the, the community didn't have access to this. So I wanted to come up with a very simple solution. I was actually, you know, depositing my check using my phone. And then that's when it occurred to me that, hey, you know what? What if we built an app that loads in Spanish or Spanglish, actually, where um, the individual takes a picture of their driver's license or state ID or ITIN and passport, and they take a picture of their W-2 and hit submit. And just like a check gets deposited, that information goes to the IRS and then they, they get a refund. And all of it can be done in less than five minutes at a very reasonable cost because no one, it's all done using OCR and algorithm and artificial intelligence. It's accurate. It's simple. Nobody has to be overwhelmed by, do I need this form? Do I need a schedule one? What do I put on line seven? And let the technology help you and give you the optimal return at a very low price point. So like, for example, Moss Refund is the name of the app that I build. And so with the Moss Refund, it's only $24.99, for example. That's very affordable and it's doable. And you can move on with your life and get that refund back from the IRS. And I had a question. So with this app, you let's say I want to file my taxes and I want to use Moss Refund, right? I go through the process. So it's basically, it prompts me, presuming, ask me questions am I married or you know those type of things and based on those the answers to my questions they the app will suggest what I should be doing next right exactly so my question is with uh, which which I love those type of things because like you said taxes are not (laughs) (laughs) understanding all the tax laws and the new things I can understand it but do I just read in it I'm like oh my gosh I have to think through okay what does this mean so it's helpful for me but my question is I know for example the younger generation of Latinos can be are going to be all over this is there a maybe a service to that service to this app like whether an add-on or whatever where they can speak to someone because the older generation they're more people person so I'm curious to know how are you going to address that I'm I'm curious to know in terms of the older generation the younger generation I think they'll be they're technology savvy (laughs) right or maybe this app is really more targeting that generation it is. So okay. um, every every 30 seconds, someone is turning the age of 18 in the Hispanic or Latino demographic group. Like I said, it's the fastest and largest growing demographic group. When I was doing this, I was a back of a napkin idea. I took it to, I did a generational study on this. So what was really interesting is 50 and older didn't trust the technology. Like some of the responses I got to the question, do you use a banking app to deposit a check? And so some of the answers I got were, well, if the check is under $100, then I'll use it. But if it's more than 100 I'll drive to the bank and deposit it myself. But millennials, Gen Zs, just like you said, they were like, sign me up. I want this to be like an 
Uber experience. I know it's going to get me there safely. I don't, really don't care uh, how much it's going to cost me in terms of taking that Uber ride. They, they kind of see it, but they know they have to go from point A to point B. I got to get my taxes done. There are two certainties in life in America, death and taxes, right? If this is as pain-free where I don't have to belabor and and then I don't even know if what I did is correct. So even if you use a software like TurboTax, for example, you don't know that that's the right answer. Did I do it correctly? There's no verification to it. That lingering question is, am I going to get an alert from the IRS? Did I do this thing right? But here with ours, because we're using that artificial intelligence, we're using the algorithm in the background, it's always going to give you the optimal outcome. Interesting. So your mass refund is more advanced than TurboTax in a sense in that with what you mentioned. It is. You know, one of the things that you know, Intuit or TurboTax, they're become so big mm -hmm. that it's hard to evolve. I mean, what's really fascinating is even the IRS didn't offer the 1040 form and the instructions in Spanish until March of 2021. I did not know this. That wasn't too long ago. After all it's, these years. That is crazy to me that in these times that people are still having the same experience as my dad did 40 years ago, right? The fear and that, you know, immigrant experience we can do a much better job of because we want them to assimilate and we're all Americans, right? Of different shades. Very, very interesting. So yeah, now that has me wondering so many things. I didn't, you said 2021. So that 2021. means, and of course we have discussed and you have mentioned how just even translating that type of legal jargon in financial terminology is is not easy to do. I right. I mean, I can only speak in Spanish, but I'm sure in other languages, depending on what country you are from, I mean, yes, the budget, the word for it, presupuesto, it probably translates very well for all, but there might be some specific financial term that it's not going to be the same or is not used yeah, exactly like you, the same. How do you translate itemized deduction? Right. If it doesn't really exist in their country. It's, yeah. So I can't imagine in other languages. So <laughs> I'm sure so it's, it's something very, similar. Yeah. So it became an emerging theme as I started speaking to different demographic groups, whether they came from, you know, Germany in the 1960s or 70s or from Italy, from Africa. Everyone has this fear when it comes to tax time. Right. So basically with this app, Mass Refund, you can find the really the intention, the full mission of this app is to one, provide it in a very affordable manner, right? Correct. And you said it's in Spanglish? It's in Spanglish. It's more in Spanglish. Okay. And really, it also has that verification of, because you mentioned it gives you the most optimal guidance, Outcome. maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what else did I miss that you would say is really important for or key for people to know about mass refund? that we're leveraging the technology that's now available to make this process painless. You don't have to sit in front of a laptop for six to eight hours and learn how to use TurboTax. There's so many components to it. First, you have to learn the software. Then you have to learn about IRS. Do I need this schedule? Do I need a Schedule 1? Do I need a Schedule A? When do people use a Schedule C? What is it used for? When you answer those interview questions like you were talking about or that are part of that app, then it'll go ahead and pull all that information that's necessary on the back end of things. 
So it's convenient, right? It's affordable and it's accurate. Right. Because humans will make an humans will make an error in terms of data entry or interpretation of something. And because even if somebody says, Hey, I will give you the biggest refund, that's not a good thing because they may not be understanding the tax law. And at the end of the day, if you get a bigger refund than what IRS thinks you get, the tax preparer is not going to be held accountable. You are going to have to pay that money back, right? Right. That makes sense. And what has been, because this is new, what has been the response so far from users? What feedback have you gotten? The user feedback has been very fascinating. So we've launched this app for the first time on February 9th. And in its current iteration, because you want to, you know, start small, test it, good user feedback. It's for single filers with W-2, and now we're testing the married filing jointly piece, and then you have head of household, all these other tax scenarios that are um, that we're building out and testing on the back end. I always grew up thinking this is so complicated. This is so revolutionary. Is it a scam? How can you tell me I can file taxes in less than five minutes when my dad and my uncle and everyone I know says, I would rather get tooth oral surgery done than file taxes, <laughs> right? That has been like, oh, wow, this just seems too good to be true. The younger generation gets it. It's it's those, again, that are like, I would say, you know, 40 to 60. And then, but what's been really cool is that the younger generation is going back and saying, okay, my mom doesn't speak an ounce of English and this is going to be cool. I'm going to show her how to download the app and then just have her walk through that process. So the word of mouth in this case is, is opposite. Normally the parents tell the children about taxes. Now we're flipping the script on them saying, hey, there's a cool app out there and let's just use it and and I'll, I'll sit next to you and it'll only take like five minutes. And so would you say that this, like what else is, would this be for someone with a, it would, I would say it would be for someone with a simple tax scenario or who would you not recommend it for? I know I'm going against the grain here, but there's so many different tax scenarios and, and complexities and whatnot. So who would you not the customer base that we are not supporting mm-hmm. today are those who have their own businesses. Okay. If you have your own business, then you need to continue going to where you have been going and give us a couple of years and we'll add that feature on as well. Very interesting. Well, this has been fantastic. Is there anything else, anything you want to leave us with in terms of mass refund that maybe we didn't cover before we wrap up? Yeah, I would just say, you know, even if you filed your taxes, download the app, create an account, play with it. If If you have any uh, feedback to give to us, please take the time and say, hey, this is what, because as we're building out these next iterations, we really want to address the real pain points. And so we want to hear from the community on, I would like to see this feature go next. The easiest iteration is married filing jointly, because then you just take a picture of yourself, your spouse, your W-2, her W-2, that's the no-brainer. And then with children, then head of household, and then the 1099C, people who have their own businesses. Do I need to bring the people who do their own businesses first and then do the others? And so there are a lot of decisions, and this is really for the community. And I want the community to speak up and say, this is what we want. That way I can go out and build it. Right. I know how to build it. I just want to know what's next. Right. Makes sense. Wonderful. Well, Simon, this has been wonderful. I really have enjoyed learning more about you, your story, 
and how it's led you to what you're doing today. So I appreciate you supporting the Latino community, especially Thank when you. it comes to taxes. And I wish you all the best with Mas Refund. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you in person soon. Maybe you'll be at the Mill Money Conference in Nashville. If you're there, let's grab a cup of coffee. Thank you, Simon. Take care. Now you know that filing taxes doesn't have to be stressful. I understand that trying something new can be a challenge, but it's not impossible. Thanks to Simon for taking notice of this issue in the Latino community and creating the Mass Refund app, which simplifies the tax filing process by utilizing the advantages offered by artificial intelligence. Give yourself the opportunity to use these type of tools. And even though maybe you don't think you are tax savvy, do not let this hold you back. You can learn more about this tool at massrefund.com. What are your thoughts in terms of using artificial intelligence to file your taxes? Does it scare you? Is it exciting for you? I want to hear your thoughts. Let us know in our private community on Facebook. If you haven't joined, you can do so at jenhemphill.com forward slash community. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash community. And you can find that link in today's show notes. As for next week, we have another wonderful guest for you. Think about the traumatic events that happen to your abuelita or your abuelito or even your parents. That can also affect you emotionally as if it happened to you. That is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us. You can check out the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 357. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash 357. Remember that being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.